When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Today is cut down day for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, it is. 4 p.m. on Tuesday, they have to de- make their final decisions on a 53-man roster. As we said, going to break in our last episode. Uh, we are recording this early on Tuesday. That was just the only time we could get some studio time. But we'll be back bright and early on Wednesday for a full 53-man roster reaction I like that alliteration there, roster, 53 yeah. roster reaction. That came on accident. I'm just really good at this. But there are some cuts that are trickling in right now. Uh, the first one that I've seen, according to Jeremy Fowler, center Ryan McCollum. If you remember, the Steelers claimed him a few weeks back off of Detroit's team. He's a good practice squad candidate, but he has been waived by the Steelers. That is really no news whatsoever. It's a guy you expected to not make it to the final man or the final 53 man. But. Uh, ESPN's Brooke Pryor reported earlier today a bit of a surprising move. Offensive lineman John LeGlue, as our good friend Craig Wolfley likes to refer to him as the Big LeGlue, yep. waved by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Little bit surprising, but also does it not speak about this current state of the offensive line when we're sitting here seeing John LeGlue waved and going, hmm, that's a bit surprising. You want to be good enough at that position where you can wave a guy like John LeGlue and not even notice it and act like it's a Ryan McCollum. But the fact that he played games last year and the depth worries you at that position, the starters worry you at that position, bit of an interesting name to see get chopped, especially this early in the process. One of the first ones really reported on getting moved. Real, Yeah, especially for the Steelers. I yes. mean, a lot of teams have no issue with releasing whatever cuts they have to make. The Steelers try to wait, I think, until... The last possible second. Yeah, uh, Kabali yesterday was saying on the Mark Madden show, the history would tell you, you know, sometimes they'll do cuts, you know, Monday, late Monday, early Tuesday, just guys that they knew that they already aren't going to make it, they'll get it over with. Then they'll practice on Tuesday, and then those final cuts will come after practice before 4 p.m. So a little bit different this year, actually, that there was nothing on Monday and just a slow trickle of a a couple guys, two offensive linemen to boot. Uh, Tuesday morning. One a little more, not impactful, Prominent but just in yeah, people's right. minds. A, a, yeah. a more recognizable name over the last year, really. Not like it's been a long, long time that we've spent with John LeGlue, but certainly a su- much more surprising cut than the, uh, what What would that be, the third string or fourth string center? Yeah, he was somewhere like that on the day. 
and there was no reason that think he was going to make the team. And like Jeremy Fowler said, that's a practice squad guy. Like there's yeah, no one. Right. But Leglue, the teams need offensive line I mean, help the across the league. Played significant yeah, time last year. Don't think the Steelers are the only team that's struggling with O line help. It's out there, and that's why. You know, the notion of, oh, well, one of these guys that are, are you know, ro- roster dumps, you can go dumpster diving and, and get another offensive lineman to come in here. You're going to have some competition when it comes to that. Um, but John LeGlue's a guy that I could see a team out there in need of not starter help, but backup depth, just tabbing just him. Just like the Steelers, which is why it really is surprising. Yeah, just tabbing him and being like, hey, uh, come in here, be uh, tackle number three, you know, uh, or be guard number three, just, you know, fill in when we need you to. So I don't think he's going to have any problems finding a job job. I don't know if LeGlue makes it through waivers onto your practice squad. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good point just because, yes, we know how bad or, or how drastic the, the offensive line play can be here in Pittsburgh, but they're just one of, of you could say, 15 or one of 16 teams in that bottom half of the league in terms of offensive line production. There are a, a, a number of teams out there that would take any kind of help they can get on that offensive line. John LeGlue, who clearly has experience as a starter in this league, maybe not uh, significant starting experience, but he's he's played with an NFL team that could easily be a pickup uh, by an NFL by another team that really could leave the Steelers hanging. Yeah, and you know he's actually sitting at the uh, number two spot as far as guard is concerned. John LeGlue is behind James Daniels, so maybe they like what they've seen from William Dunkel, who's the number three guy. They May- just brought in, in what the last week of maybe of Dunkel pre-season? will get cut before we finish this podcast. Who knows? More cuts coming in though, hot and fast, baby. This one on the defensive line. So trenches, they're doing a lot of trench yeah. cut work here. Henry Mondo, another pretty familiar name. Uh, gets the axe from the Steelers. Would not be surprised if he ends up on the practice squad. Like to keep a guy familiar like that around if you're the Steelers. So wouldn't be surprised if he ends up with a practice squad spot. There are 16 of them after all that the Steelers can give out. And we'll find that out as we work our way through the week and they finalize that squad. But Henry Mondo was weird because he was a guy that you saw get playing time really just out of necessity over the past couple of years with that thin offense or defensive right. line injuries. Just what, because what have of you, you had one start one out of three starters playing, but they have such good depth now on that D line. I'm not surprised at all that he was ended up getting the cut. Um, I think Carlos Davis, Donovan Jeter, Khalil Davis. Those are some guys too, that you can worry or at least circle as potential cut down guys. And sure. Uh, again, not that Henry Mondo isn't someone that's made a couple plays here and there the past couple of years, and I'm sure you recognize that name, Steelers Nation, but it's a good thing that you're able to cut a guy like that now. Right. That means you've improved your roster ahead of him, and a guy who was honestly a little bit you know, over his skis where he was in the NFL getting actual playing time, uh, he is now put back into his appropriate role, which is a practice squad call-up guy to your 53-man if you have injury problems, and nothing more than that. So... Uh, you hate to see a guy get waved like that, especially someone who's been around a couple years, but it's nothing but a good thing for the Steelers as far as the D-line and the depth is concerned. Yeah, I, like you said, with Mondo gone and both Davis brothers... Potentially does, gone. I think it's it's already... Oh, they did? Khalil I and Carlos? So. Well, there from you go. What I'm Cut seeing, it out. From what I'm seeing, it, it does look like both Davis brothers have not made it. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean... You you got you look at Hayward Ogunjobi Alu Alu Loudermilk Wormley and Leal. I mean, I think those guys are safe as can be. And then you got, yeah that and then you got six, Adams as a sixth man or as a seventh man. That top six with Adams as the seventh man 
is really a lot. You're feeling a lot better about it than you were whatever combination you had last year of seven top guys, which included a Davis brother, which included Henry Mondo, right? Yes. Now you have neither Davis brother. You have you don't have Henry Mondo. You have seven guys in front of all three of those dudes, and you're feeling a lot better. Chris Wormley off the bench is a good Chris Wormley, too. Like, that's where right. he's thriving as the fourth man. Well, how about when he came in for that Baltimore game, right? That was, like, his first time. He, I think he he was – it was the first time he was given the chance to start all season. He you don't had think been Tom filling was in. in. Tom was in his ear like, hey, these guys, like, gave you away. Right. Bro. Like, they don't even like you. Like, they paid us money for us to take you. Like, how, how do you feel about that? He was, and it worked, and he turned up against them. But, dude, Chris Wormley was great in that game. Got overextended as he went through the season as a legit dude. If he can stay the fourth man, you know, jumping in, he's so versatile too. So he can jump in the nose, he can jump on the end, he can pass rush. He's okay against the run. He's not great against the run, but he is going to be so much more of a valuable piece in that fourth man role as opposed to stretching himself too thin as a every down starter. So I'm excited to see what Wormley can do. Leal is a guy, I promise you, week 14, week 15, he starts to see her. more and more and more playing time. Dude gets better and better, and, and you he know what? flashed yeah. in that second half against well, Detroit. Well, he had a sack against Jacksonville. He had that pass batted down, like you mentioned, in, against uh, Detroit. He's, I think, Tom, he, he reminds you a lot of someone like maybe Dan Moore Jr. last year where you, don't, you didn't want to see him a lot, but by... Time by the time the end of the season will wrap will roll around, you won't have a problem just because maybe you need to rest Cam Hayward a little bit just to make sure he's ready for whatever game you really need him for, right? I think Demarvin Leal is a little bit overlooked in this year's draft class, if you ask me, just because in the Steelers draft class, just because you have the rookie quarterback, you have the flash of receivers from uh, Pickens and Calvin Austin. Demarvin Leal, to me, Tom, is someone who could really make an impact when not so much expected to do so. I agree with that, um, but I like to juxtapose with Dan Moore. Sure, you don't have to play him that much. Well, that's that's that was what I was trying that's to go. That's the beauty. For. Of yeah, it, right. Is he doesn't have to be a starter now. He can be a seventh man to start the season and really come along slowly. Treat this as a redshirt year, which is just exciting. So a lot of excitement on the defensive line. From one of the biggest weaknesses last year, could be their greatest strength this year on the defensive side of the ball is that front. And really, think about it. We've said that before the Aluwalu Tuit injury that really derailed last year. We've said that about that D line for years. Like if they can stay healthy and put it together, they are one of the best groups in the NFL. I mean, before the Tuit injury, before we didn't know that Tuit was going to come back last year, and before Aluwalu got injured early in the season, we were leading into that season talking about the Steelers having maybe the best front seven in all of football, and a lot of that yes. was the defensive line's heavy lifting. Yes. Now they're not there. Again, because two, it was just a different kind of talent than the other two guys, Ogan Joby and Alu Alu. But who knows? But they're I closer. Mean, they're definitely closer right. to that. And Cam Hayward, as we've said, aging like fine wine. It's not out of this world to think this year, he man. might be even better. I think he might even be. better this year. TJ Watt, you can expect to probably be again, once again, in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. You don't know if he'll win it or not, but he'll certainly put in the effort to get there. You saw that just in the preseason alone. The guy's a player. He refuses to lay over. You bring in you bring in Larry Ogunjobi. You bring back Tyson Alawalu. You have T.J. Watt. You hope that Miles Jack is really the player that you believed him to be when you brought him in from Jacksonville. And then Alex Highsmith and Devin Bush hopefully are are suitable players as the second guys at their respective positions. 
And once you, so right right there and then you you are confident in five of your front seven, right? Yes. It's Devin Bush and Alex Highsmith, which are the only ones who you look at and say, well, we don't really know. Devin Bush, I think, is a little more drastic than Alex Highsmith. But still, to have five of your front seven guys be ball players, impact players, that's a huge step in the right direction compared to last year. Huge step in the right direction. Because you were basically left, and and with those seven, you basically had two. Because the other two starters on the defensive line, Alex Highsmith compared to T.J. Watt, and then both inside linebackers last year were not up to par. So you really were just up with Cam and TJ. So two out of seven last year. Now you're up to five out of seven for this year. It's a lot better. You ready for some more cuts? Yes, hit me, please. Tight end Jay Sternberger. Oh, well, he had that big drop. Yep. Really crowded tight end room now, too, with Connor Hayward throwing his hat into the ring. Well, Uh, yeah, again, the guy to keep an eye on is Kevin Rader. This wasn't a surprise, the Jay Sternberger cut, but still, when you had a chance to make a catch and you dropped it, you pretty much write your own death right. sentence there. Uh, going to be interested to see Raider as the day rolls yeah, on. Yeah, so... Kind of feel like you, he's going to get the axe. You believe that Connor Hayward and Derek Watt both make this team. Here, here's what I'll say. Okay. It's either Derek Watt or Kevin Raider. And who do you think they're going to keep? It's going to be Derek it's Watt. It's going to be Derek Watt. Yeah. yeah. Just because Connor Hayward deserves a spot on this team. I think he does too. I actually think that the savvy move would be to cut both Raider and... And, and I would Watt. cut Derek Watt. Like I There's hate just really to say no it. need for him on this team. You want to pound the table when you hear me say that and you're listening to this podcast, I'm sorry, but Connor no, Hayward, I, I think there's a lot of more I know people, you agree with me. I think there's a lot of people out there who who, who agree are with upset us. with the fact that Derek Watt has remained on this roster. Connor for so Hayward long. does everything Derek Watt does and he does it cheaper. And, and he might do it better. He might do it better. He might do it better. I mean, he's a better receiver for I sure. I think the only team thing Derek Watt does for sure better right now is special teams. Special but. teams, but there's no reason why we can't give or the Steelers can't give Connor Hayward that opportunity. Who lined up at fullback in the first game, first play from scrimmage against the Lions in jumbo set? It, it was, was Connor 13 Hayward. personnel, and it was Connor Hayward that led the way. So he's cheaper. He's younger. He's got a bigger ceiling. Uh, Matt Williamson compared him to a young Kyle Juszczyk, who knows if he gets there, but that's the kind of mold he's working with. He's a right. good route runner. He's a fullback. He's He does a bit of everything. So, yeah, unpopular opinion, I would cut Derek Watt. I, I just I think he saves you a pretty decent amount of money at a position that you don't utilize much. It'd be hard for TJ to live with. Yeah, but with, you know what? Yeah, he's locked but... up now, so what right. are you going to do about it? TJ and, and, TJ and JJ can each easily... Allow Derek to have He'll the find another to team yeah. too. Right. Someone's going to sign him and put him on special teams. Uh, D back Lyndon Joseph. That's the problem you have when the Steelers are taking the Edmonds brothers and the Watt brothers and the Hayward brothers and the Davis brothers. You just can't have that many pairs of siblings on a team. It can't be easy for you to make those cuts. I know, right? You're Unless kinda... you're cutting both Davis brothers in the same year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lyndon Stevens, defensive back, he was cut. He's a fringe guy. You knew he was going to get cut. Uh, Rondell Carter, so one of the first outside linebackers that was on the uh, roster, goes down. but Could leave room for uh, Quincy Roche to make it onto the scene. Could leave room for Quincy Roche. That news moved a little bit ago. The Giants released our old buddy, Quincy Roche, although how much of an old buddy was he? Because he never really he was made never the team here. ever. He didn't even make <laughs> he, the Final 53? No, he did not. Did, so. I, was, did he not make the Final 53, or was he cut even before then? He might have been cut from... Uh, no, no, no. He made the fun, He made it to the final cut down from 80 to 53. But he, he, didn't, was make a draft it, pick. he didn't make it to he 53. He did not make it to 53. No, so that's, uh, that's it for now. We keep... Looking at Twitter to make sure that we don't miss any uh, moves that are made. Nothing super surprising outside of maybe the glue, but again, I don't think that that's earth shattering. 
Do you think there's going to be a surprising one that drops today? Do you think we do get a, a Derek, a Derek Watt, Watt bomb or something like do that? Do you think or? Derek Watt would probably be the biggest surprise? The biggest surprises to me would either be Derek Watt or mm, one of the running backs. Maybe so the, like an Anthony McFarland or something like that. But I think he's going to make the team. So Okay, so I, I agree with you. Do you think Benny Snell makes his final? Yeah, I think he's fine. Although that would be a very surprising one that I could see likely if they just go, you know what? McFarland and Warren give us everything we need. To me, a surprise really has been the John LeGlue dropping. I mean, you leave yourself with with guards, respectively. Kevin Dodson, Kevin Green, James Daniels, half an hour if you need him there. Yeah. I think LeGlue so far is the leader in the clubhouse as far as, you know. As of wow, now. I can't believe they right, cut that guy. Right. Just but, because you're now leaving nobody behind James Daniels at that right guard position. No, exactly. And that's a little scary, especially when you see what James Daniels has been looking like through camp. Although, he's got to be better, right? Like, he's a good guard. He was good in Chicago. He earned a $30 million contract in free agency. Like, this guy can play offensive line. It doesn't make sense how much he's struggling. You you have to think he's going to turn the page. Maybe live bullets start flying and he sees the Bengals jersey across from him and he just turns a switch on in his brain. But, like, he has to be better than this, right? James Daniels not only needed to be good, he needed to be the cornerstone of the offensive line this right. year. He's the most experienced guy who has actual, like, track record in the NFL. Chooks is experienced, but that track record's not amazing. James Daniels is a borderline pro bowler. Like... He's got to be better. You gotta be, I He's mean, got to be better. You have to. But we don't... Tom, it's, it's not been promising. It's not been promising. I'll give you another surprise name that I, I think could be cut based off of conversations I've had with uh, people in this office. Buddy Johnson. I actually think I've, he I've is going to get cut. I've heard from Matt Williamson and Dale Lawley and guys like Jerry Dulac saying, the Steelers have learned nothing from Buddy Johnson in a little over a year that he spent with this team. I think Mark Robinson's already passing him, too. I think so, is... too. I mean, Mark Robinson, I've I've heard his biggest uh, flaw is pass coverage. That's he's fine. He's really like a little, a little lost there. He doesn't have to play this year other than right, special but when teams. Right, when, but when you are playing behind uh, Miles Jack and Devin Bush and Robert Spillane, it's not the end of the world, and Marcus Allen, for that ma- right. matter. It's not going to be the end of the world. I mean, hopefully it won't come to... Mark Robinson getting significant playing time because that would equal probably an injury to Miles Shaq or Devin Bush really falling off a cliff. Which is bad. Which is really bad. But yeah, I think Buddy Johnson, I mean, you've you've heard Mark Robinson's name be mentioned and by Billy and by Wolf and by Max throughout all three preseason games. You have not heard a peep out of the Buddy Johnson camp. Nope. Buddy Johnson, I think I don't think I'd be surprised either. I think that's no. something that I think I'm, Which is I'm a kind shame of shame because we were saying when he was drafted last year out of Texas A&M, this was a guy who led Texas A&M in tackles on a good team on a good defense in that SEC. And we were saying, well, this guy can bring a lot of of that kind of mini NFL experience playing in the SEC on a really good Texas A&M defense, and that just never happened. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. 
I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Got some exciting news to share with you guys. Uh Uh-oh. You can now listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime you want, anywhere you are, through your smart speaker. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio for my heart. And Alexa, she's the best. Alexa takes care of the rest, puts Steelers Nation Radio right through your entire you had house, a really good, right through your entire car, wherever you may be. You had a really good rhyme there. Why? What did I say? I'm a poet and I don't even know it. Well, that, we'll just leave it there. Oh, okay. You're not even going to tell me what I did? It was like Alexa... I forget it already. <laughs> <laughs> but you had Great a good work, one. Jacob. Great work, Jacob. Just yell at Alexa to play Steelers Nation radio from iHeart. Um, looking to see if there's any more cuts. I don't think there's any more that have been released right now. Do you want to do you want to spend some time debating who you believe to be the wide receiver six on this team? I do want to do that. I think it's pretty Because I think this is the most exciting. I'll I'll just start naming wide receivers and you tell me if I'm wrong. I'll go from one to six, all right? Yeah, sure. I th- th- I think the top five are Yeah, they're going to be easy for you to think. One is Deontay Johnson. Sure. Two is Chase Claypool. Sure. Three is George Pickens. Sure. Four is Gunnar Olszewski. I was, I was going to say, I think some people would be surprised to hear that, but based off of Calvin Austin's injury. Played. You're not going to put him in there week one when he hasn't played. No. Yeah. And considering Gunnar's Gunner capability, capabilities on special teams and the receiving uh, end of things, he's impressed. He's impressed. And a lot of... A lot of people's favorite thing to talk about him is that he is considered fearless. Yeah, right. He I talks believe, a lot of trash. I believe Danny Smith said he's the most fearless guy he's ever coached. He talks a lot of trash, so I love that about him for sure. Uh, five Calvin Austin. They're not going to cut Calvin no. Austin. You put too much uh, investment with a fourth round pick into him. And I've got the sixth man being Miles Boykin. I think it makes sense to get a veteran. See, I think it's a three way race between Boykin, Sims, and Vaughn's. All three guys have made play. That that adjustment that Miles Boykin made on the sidelines against Detroit, flipping his body toward the quarterback, toward the sideline yeah. to make that catch yep. is great. But Steven Sims had a touchdown. Tyler Vaughn's had some impact plays. Steven Sims got to run with the ones, too. Like right? He was a part of the two-minute drill. He was on the, the receiving yeah. end of that two-minute drill for the touchdown. Tyler Vaughn's had the game-diving, game-winning touchdown in game one. I mean, these guys are have all been making plays, all three of them, but I do feel like I'm leaning toward Boykin. I think I'm leaning toward Boykin, too. I think they like that veteran kind of presence. I think that they uh, really think that he can bring a lot to the table special teams-wise because he has a lot in his career when he was on Baltimore and even going back to Notre Dame. Right. So I think Boykin's going to make it. Tyler Vaughn's was really impressive to me this preseason, though. I'd love to see that guy clear waivers and make it onto a practice squad. Well, Steven th- Sims, too. I think too. he will. Yes, the, but both of them I would really hope can get onto the Sims practice squad. Sims honestly had a really good performance. I believe it was against Jacksonville. He had a, or maybe it was uh, 
it was either the Jacksonville game or the Seattle game where we had a really nice punt return, right, for about 40, 45 mm-hmm. yards. Right. I mean, especially with Calvin Austin out, are you really going to put Gunner as your kick return and uh, punt return guy every single game, every single return? You're going to need someone to fill in there. Yeah, absolutely. And who knows if Gunner gets hurt. You, you just want to have someone viable there. Uh, but I do hope Sims or Vons makes it to the practice squad. I think it's a guy worth having around, and I wouldn't hate to tab Sims. The One of the receivers is going to get hurt. Shoot, they might start the season with one of their receivers hurt, and they need somebody else to be, be addressed. So I wouldn't hate to see uh, Sims get a helmet, see Vons get a helmet whenever someone uh, goes down and you need to call on your depth in the practice squad. I will say this about those guys, though. I think they're all pretty, I don't want to say lucky because that's an ugly term to use when someone gets injured, um, but they did. They got a favor done with Anthony Miller going on IR because I think Anthony Miller was going to get a pretty firm grasp on one of those top six wide receiver spots. I would have had no problem with that. No, me neither. I think he would have been the better option. I just think that that injury really opened the door for the Boykin, Vaughn, yeah. Sims trio to the, actually the, have a chance. Those three should be thanking their high praises or for, I mean, not that you would ever wish injury upon another player, especially no. a teammate. But Anthony Miller gets to spend the year on IR, so that's a good thing for him. Right. One thing that Matt Williamson and Dale Lawley pointed out yesterday on the drive was so with the injury coming to DeMonte Casey, if they were, if the Steelers were to put him on IR now, he'd be out for the year. If they were to wait until the final 53 were to be cut, keep him on that final 53. And then put him. And then put him on IR. He he is the eligibility to come back at some point this year. That's right. So that's a huge, I mean, you don't, I, I, it's, I get it. It's tough to start the season by keeping one of your 53 spots reserved for a guy who will be on IR for you don't really know for how long. Right. But given the depth of your safeties and given uh, just how impactful DeMonte Casey was in that short window that he was on this team for the preseason, I think that's going to be the move the Steelers make. I think it's a smart move too. Man, does that really just undermine the things that they were going to do scheme-wise to try to cover up their lacking of talent at the inside linebacker spot. Big nickel, the dime. You're going to see three uh, defensive backs on the field. And you know what? You know, In a weird way, I kind of feel really bad for Terrell Edmonds that DeMonte Casey got hurt. And I know that sounds weird on the surface because Casey's technically the backup to Edmonds and maybe he takes his job. I think Edmonds was going to find his niche in the NFL as that guy that that fills in the box, plays a little heavier kind of brand of football as a safety, supports the run a lot. I think he was going to do that well. And I think the Steelers were going to slowly start to realize that our best bet on defense is to go to this big nickel as much as possible, make that almost our de facto base. So I kind of feel bad that Edmonds is now going to have to go back to a role that he's good at, but I think he really could have found an area where he sticks in the league five, ten years as this heavier safety, maybe like a third man on people's roster in the backfield, but plays a lot in that box uh, as a run Mm -hmm. support guy, uh, who is also decent at coverage or better than a lot of linebackers at coverage. So. In a way, I feel really bad for Edmonds because I, I was excited to see him take that role on because I think he could have excelled at that role. And now, maybe we see that later in the season, but it's certainly not going to happen for the first eight weeks, at least. No. Because I you, think that wrist injury, that's like a six-week process of healing, if anything. But who knows? And then, and then if he gets healthy, you got to rework in all the big nickel stuff. So, But who knows? I mean, if he does come back and he can make that quick transition— Maybe you are able to put Terrell Edmonds into that position of being that box guy, 
moving up to to play with the front seven. I, I and you you switch to nickel and dime more often than you were in the first half. If you're able to do that, if Demonte, this is granted all hinging on Demonte Casey's rehabilitation process, but if it goes well, then I would I would kind of waste no time getting Edmonds ready for that spot. I wouldn't waste any time either. And I think, you know, the good news is, is Edmonds is a pro and Casey's a pro. So, you know, as far as getting up to speed fast, been there, done that. I've been in the league for a while. No problem, coach. You know, I don't I don't have much of a learning curve. My only learning curve is learning a new defense with new teammates. Like, I know, I know the speed of the game. I led the entire game in interceptions just a few years back. So I have hope that Casey can come back, and I would definitely do the uh, the move that you were mentioning there where you would just – Wait until you finalize yeah. that 53-man, add him on to that, and then stash him on IR. And then you can even do some maneuvering there, too, right? Where, like, sure, you a guy you IR, got cut, you, can bring him you bring in. guy back yeah. in. So and there's going to be one Casey... guy out there yeah, that right. gets cut, a DB probably, that's still going to hold on to uh, their cell phone for a little bit after the, the deadline passes because uh, they might be getting a call right back. So definitely I think that is the move to go with. Uh, before we wrap up, did you see the Steelers paid a visit to WWE Raw last night when it was in town? I did not. Cam Hayward in the front row doing the You Can't See Me with his brother Connor. I did not. Uh, I believe Alex Highsmith was there as well with them. Chris Wormley, too. Uh, Pat Fryermuth was on the the, uh, the Jumbotron. Is I'm not a wrestling fan, but if you've ever watched YouTube videos, when they do come to town, the Steelers have come out quite often with WWE. <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger was in the ring one time when he was young with his entire offensive line. I remember that. Yelling at the crowd. So yeah. just a fun note. I don't know. People yeah. are wrestling fans. It's a, it's a stressful time for some, but clearly for Cam and I guess Connor. <laughs> Connor's safe. I'm telling you what. I like Connor, Connor seems too. Okay. I think he should be safe. I think yeah, he can bring no, stuff to the table. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this is just, you know, nepotism happening. I think that Connor Hayward's a good player. I mean, he was really good at Michigan State last year. That. Yeah, it's only about it. He scored a touchdown against Pitt in the Peach Bowl. If you, if you take away the name Hayward... This guy, Goner, would still probably still be, be in drafted. the NFL somewhere. Yeah. Yep, I completely agree with that. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. We'll keep marching along here. Another episode today coming at you. We'll keep monitoring the cut situation and bring you as up-to-date as possible. Some cuts around the NFL happening and a new contract signed, or should mm-hmm. I say a restructuring of a contract. We'll get into all that in the other episode. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Opperman. As always, we appreciate you guys giving us a listen here on the Steelers Standard. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 